God. Oh, thank the Lord for his goodness. Yes. He is amazing. Amen. We, uh, we don't measure up. How many know that we don't measure up? For years, I thought I had to measure up to Jesus. That's just the mentality that I, I had for some reason. Somehow I had to measure up, and that'll kill you because there is no way that you can measure up to Jesus. You can never get good enough, never do enough, never say the right things. You can never, you can never accomplish enough. You can never get there. But somehow, I don't know how that all the time, I, I, that's just the mentality I had, especially as a young preacher. And then I begin to realize the revelation just come to me that I don't, I, I can't measure up. I don't need to measure up. I just need to receive who he is in my life. Christ in me is the hope of glory. Amen. Not my ability to measure up, not my ability to perform for God, you know. And uh, what an amazing thing that when we finally get to the place where we realize he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Amen. Second, second, uh, second Peter uh, chapter 1 says he has, according to his power, he has given us all things for life and godliness that pertains to any part of life and godliness. Praise God. We can't do it. He can so we need to just put the right person in charge and, uh, and let, him, let him do it. Amen. We have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. Ephesians 1, 1 and 3 says we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. Amen. When, when, when you look at Paul's writings, he, he, uh, he tries to get us to understand the, the bigness of the kingdom of God, the bigness of, of who God is, how awesome he is. He uses words like all and every and, you know, just trying to include, get us to understand that there's not one part of our life that has been left out of the plan of God. Not any of it. Not separated. It's not separated. None, nothing in our life is separated from God. God is involved in every part of our life, Amen. From what we do, what we, who we are, uh, what we have, God's part, God's involved in every bit of that, and uh, His light, His life is what we need in every part of our life, Amen. When when I, I was studying uh, uh, quantum entanglement and the communication of photons and things like that, it it, it was so real to me, became so real to me, the creation of God and how amazing God is, because photons communicate immediately. There is no time lapse in the communication of a photon. There can be one over here and one over here, but they, they have the same thing at the same time. There's no communication. There, there's no such thing as, as time. Time doesn't exist. And we say, how can God Wherever the throne is, wherever heaven is, how can God hear my prayers and hear somebody else's prayers? And how can God be involved in this and God be involved in our life? you got to realize God's the one who created all this. He's the one who created the photons and, and, and every part. And he is light. And photons are light, light cell fragments. And, and, 
if God created that, then he's in that and he's able to work through that. And therefore, he is without fail involved in everything that's going on because he is light and life. And we all, everything about us exists in light and life. And so since he is the creator, the former, the, the one that instituted, the one that planned, the one that, that created, the one that, that released this thing into being, then God doesn't dwell in time. God is all things at all time in all places with everybody. And only God can do that. I want you to look with me in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. We've been reading this. We're about, we're, we're, we're transitioning. It's amazing how Holy Spirit does this. I was going to preach on this last Sunday, but if you was here last Sunday, you know that, that I, I, I preached, you know, it went a whole different direction. And, uh, you know, I, I, I started to read and all of a sudden my mouth started talking and I, I had to try to figure out where we were going. I finally, I finally just got in the back seat and enjoyed the journey. <laughs> but it says, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you. Everybody say that with me. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. Now, let's change it just a little bit. Say, and God is able to make all grace abound toward me. That I always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. I always put myself in uh, these verses when I declare them, when I pray them, I put myself in that because I don't want to declare something I don't belong to. I want it to belong to me. I want to belong to it. Amen. To be in, entangled, to be completely uh, inter, intertwined, and uh, to know that there is, there is connection between us and God. You know, he's talking about encounters with God and and um, the secret place and all that kind of stuff. Jr. talking about finding a prayer room. You know, I'm I'm a very nervous uh, type person, and I've had I've had uh, uh, ADD all my life. I mean, I I grew up with that. It wasn't understood when I was growing up. Uh, they tried to beat it out of you when I was growing up. All they did was rev me up more. <laughs> you know. You just you just active, they 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 act like it's a a some kind of disability, when it's actually an extreme ability. Amen. I'm not going to get into that, but they, they diagnose these kids with these disability. It is not a disability. It just doesn't fit in the form that you're trying to teach them. Because if you just, if you just understand them. You realize that they're processing everything that's going on around them at all the time, and they, they know what's happening, and they're downloading information 100 miles an hour from every direction. It doesn't mean they're not learning. It just simply means that they don't want to just sit there and stare at somebody. Come on. 
So that's what I am. I'm that way. And God knows I'm that way. Amen. As I'm getting older, I don't process as much information like I used to. I, <laughs> I can't quite, you know, used to, I could hear every conversation around me in a, in a complete 180 degrees, 360 or whatever it is. I could, I could uh, process, I could, pro <laughs> I could process everything going around, on around me. Every conversation that was going on around me, I was involved in. And I could answer every question that was being asked, and I could be involved in ever, and, and still be talking to the person in front of me. You know, that's not a disability, that's a gift. But when it comes to getting alone with God, when it comes to listening, we have to get ourselves in a place where we can hear. Amen. I've got this place I go, shut myself in that is pitch black. I mean, no light whatsoever. And I sit there in that dark place and I listen. I don't pray. I listen. And I sit there and I listen. And I force my being to receive. I force my being to listen. It is not easy for me. But I'll, I'll do that sometimes for an hour to two hours of just listening to the heart of God, listening for his instruction, listening to his word. Amen. And it is quite an exercise. It's hard to do. But you got to learn to bring yourself into a place where you can actually receive. Because what I'm talking about today, we're going to have to learn to do that because we've got to understand, we've got to receive instruction. The Bible says what we just read, and God is able. How many believe that God is able? Amen. Amen. God is able. The church believes that God is able. Every church believes that God is able to do something. Now, some of them will give you a list of things that God no longer is able to do. I don't, I, don't, I don't go along with that. I don't believe there's anything that God can't do. And I don't believe there's anything God started that he's not able to do now. Amen. If, he did, if Jesus did miracles when he's walking this earth, he can still do miracles now. If there was prophetic utterance then, there's prophetic utterance there. If there's word of knowledge then, there's word of knowledge now. Nothing has died. Nothing has went away. Nothing has depreciated. It's all still there. God is able. Amen. Praise God. There's, he's, he's not lost his ability, nor has he decided to stop. Amen. He hasn't decided to stop. There is no amen on the book of Acts. We are still writing the book of Acts right now. Did you know that you're in the book of Acts? You're, you're being written into the book of Acts because there's no, it's the acts of the church and acts of the apostles. It's the act, it's the happenings of the body of Christ. And we are involved in that today. And we believe that God is able. That's where we stop. And then one of the reasons we're not seeing a whole lot of stuff is Believing God is able is the beginning of faith. But James told us that faith without works is dead. So faith has to have something besides just faith in order to activate. Amen. I believe God is able. 
But I can sit here the rest of my life believing God's able and never get, never have anything good happen. Stick, stick with me. It's getting quiet. I'm not getting on to you, okay? Don't get all tense on me. Amen. <laughs> we believe God is able. His power is, is amazing. In, uh, in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, it says, Thou unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above that which we could either ask or think according to the power that works in us. Now, there's a couple words there that has to stand out to us. And now unto him who is able to, to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Ask or think are action words. It's doing something. And then it says, according to the power that W-O-R-K-S works in us. What, is it, what, what happens when something works in you? It means there's activity of that. Amen. Faith by itself, James said, can faith save you? James wasn't talking about trying to earn your salvation. James was talking about the fact that faith alone will just sit there dormant with a belief in God, a belief in his ability, but nothing will happen. Believing that God is able, believing that he is, he is the almighty, the most high God, amen. We believe, but do we anticipate what our faith says God can do? If our faith says God can do it, if the word says God can do it, but are we anticipating it happening in our life? A lot of us anticipate it for others, but we have a hard time anticipating it for me. Why? Because you know you. You know the secret thoughts of your heart. You know what happens in your mind different times of the day. You know the battles that you fight inside. And so you don't know the battles of the person next to you. You don't know the other people in church. So you're able to believe that God's going to do it for them because you don't know that they're fighting the same battles. You don't know that they're going through the same thing. You don't know the doubts that's in their heart. So we can believe for them, but we have a hard time believing for me because we feel like we don't measure up, as I was talking about earlier. We feel like we, we somehow fall short. We somehow can't do it. God's not going to do this for me because of this or because of that, or I can't quite get there. Anticipation says I don't only believe it's going to happen, I am anticipating it coming to me. I'm anticipating it working in my life. Amen. Anticipation is hope. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. We've, we, we've got to start grabbing hold of hope again. One of the reasons we don't is because we, we've had disappointments. We've believed and we've believed and we've believed and it seems like nothing's happening. You know, there's, there's times that I've spent months just in prayer every day and it doesn't seem like anything's happening. 
until I get on the back side of that and begin to realize there was a whole lot of things happening because all of a sudden I begin to see the product. I begin to see what's taking place. And then God causes me to go forward and then, and then activation begins to bring a realization of what is happening. The God realm begins to become evident in the earth realm and we begin to realize that we have gone beyond the limit, beyond the, 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 the separation and we've been brought together with heaven. Heaven's been working. Angels been working. And now all of a sudden we begin to see something. Why? Because it started way back here, but now it's coming into reality here because we anticipated something happening. When we anticipate, anticipation, faith and anticipation still doesn't get it. We're just getting closer. Matter of fact, anticipation that is brought, that is, if, if you anticipate for too long without reciprocation of what you're anticipating, all of a sudden you begin to get heart sick. You begin to lose hope. You begin to stop. Why? Because you're not seeing the evidence of your faith and you're getting tired of anticipating without any reciprocity in the process and you're beginning to think God isn't listening to me nothing's happening and and I'm just going to get I'm just going to quit I'm going to get just do it myself all these kind of thoughts are coming to our mind why because anticipation will make you heartsick if there's nothing else added to it that's where a lot of people get to. They, 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 they say, don't give me hope. Why? Because they have hoped against things that, ha that, that, that hasn't happened. But faith and anticipation is the beginning. Faith is the first step of believing God's able. Anticipation is the next step of believing that God is not only able, I believe he's going to do it for me. But then there's something that has to take place in order for that to come, and that's preparation and activity. Without preparation and activity, anticipation and faith is going to fall flat and it's going to be a disappointment in our life because there's things that has to happen in order for what you're believing for, anticipating for to come into fruition. Praise God. Hang in there with me today. We believe. We anticipate. Now, last week, I'm just going to use a personal illustration. Last week, we, I had to hang a 200-amp disconnect service on a pole that already had a whole lot of stuff on it. I'd already put an 800-amp disconnect on one side, another 200-amp disconnect on the other side. We've got a meter, and, and then I had to fit this. And we've been planning on doing this for a long time, hooking up this service. We've had the parts. The parts has been, been there. I had it all gathered up. I had the ability. The ability was there. The tools were there. Everything was there. But for months, we didn't get it done. There was months that it all just sit there. And because it all just sit there, the power was not hooked up. Because we didn't feel the demand. There was no demand. Oh, come on, somebody get somebody grab hold with me here. There was no demand for the power, so we didn't hook it up. 
God, I believe you're able to do everything. I believe you're able to do all things. Oh, God, you're so powerful. You're able to do all things. Well, he didn't do it. But we finally decided that it was necessary, and we finally set a time and set a date, and we gathered everything up. We got the tools. We got all the parts gathered up. We got the big forklift with a big boom on it, and we got the, the cage or the platform with the rail around it that I, that I ride in, and we, we got that, and we got it all together, and JR is my operator. I put my life in his hands constantly because he's always sticking me up in those, in those power lines on the front of that big old boom forklift, and I trust him to operate that thing with me doing this. And he has, to, he has to watch my hand and move me within inches sometimes of things. And I'm up there, way up in the air, and the, the ability was there. But nothing happened, and we had the power. We had the ability. We had the parts. We had everything we needed. But something had to happen, and that is I had to put all tools in the front of that forklift and I had to open the gate, walk in, close it behind me and start rising up to where the work needed to be done. Once activity come together with ability, all of a sudden productivity begin to take place and the realization of power soon was there and everything was hot. But it didn't happen until somebody activated. Oh, come on. Grab hold with me here. See, we, we believe, God, you're able. I could have stood there I could stand there for months saying, I believe that JR is able to put me up there where that needs to happen. Even testify about it. Woo! I feel the power. I believe JR is able to lift me up with the power of that forklift. Woo! Pray for me that I hold on to the end. <laughs> but there ain't a thing would have happened if I didn't have enough anticipation and put forth the energy to apply what I'd been given. I had the ability, I had the knowledge. 
I had to, I had to go up there and, and mount that thing on that pole. I had to hook all the wires up. And then I had to go around to the 800 amp service and I had to drill a big hole in the bottom of that. And I had to run my conduit over there. I had to run my wiring over there. And then I had to hook it up while that, while electricity is humming through that 800 amp service and power's humming through it. And I had to, I had to hook that thing up while it was hot. I knew how to do it. I've done it before. I had the ability, but it didn't happen until I applied myself to what I actually said I believed. Amen. Praise God. See, it's kind of like the glory. I can, I can hold power in my hands and, not, and it not hurt me. Woo! I like that. I'm not afraid of his glory because I've been insulated by the blood of Jesus. I've been covered by the blood. I've been covered by his power. I've been filled with his Holy Spirit. Amen. When I, when I had to reach around there and, and, and put that big Allen wrench inside of that bolt and with it hot and begin to turn it, there's only one way you can do that, and that's if you know how to do it. Amen. You can't touch anything. You got to be insulated. I had rubber sole shoes on. The, the big forklift was on rubber tires, and I wasn't grounded out to anything. And so I could reach, I could reach, I could touch that, and I could, un, I could put those wires, and I could work all that without getting hurt, but I had to have the knowledge, I had to have the, have the ability, I had to have the power, and then I had to do it. And once we got it hooked up, all of a sudden power flowed through the lines of the place that we were anticipating power to come to. If we don't activate, oh, I got to get on with this. There's, there's a couple of Hebrew words that I, wanna, I want us to look at today. One of them is yada. Everybody say yada. Now, I don't know how that, if that's pronounced that way in, in Hebrew. It's a Hebrew word, Y-A-D-A. I'm sure there's a in there somewhere. <laughs> but I don't know how to speak Hebrew, so I'm pronouncing it yada. Okay? When you listen to Hebrew, always, there's always a, you know, hakta, hata, or something like that, you know? But this is hillbilly. This is me with my southern drawl. It's yada. There's probably Hebrew scholars out there just going, oh, God, help us. The word yada, the word yada in the Hebrew, it, it means to perceive, to anoint to perceive, anoint to see, inform, reveal. Or knowledge gained through the senses and that you sense something. Yada. You sense something. Amen. You sense something. If you get, I was talking about electricity a while ago, if you get close enough to those big power lines, a lot of them within 10 feet of those power lines, you sense something's happening. You don't have to come in contact with them. All you got to do is get close to them, and you begin to sense 
that there's power working. Why? Because the hair on your body starts standing up because you, you, you start getting into the ele electromagnetic current that's around those power lines. Sometimes it's 10 feet. There's just this big, huge electromagnetic current around those power lines. And you get within 10 feet of them, and you can feel that something is happening. I have a sense that something's happening. The divers tell me that, that when power is in the water, they know when they're getting close because they begin to feel it in their body, in the water. They know that there's power in that water, and it's it's trying to find a ground. Electricity searches. It moves and searches for a ground. And whatever becomes a ground, whatever connects it to the ground, all of a sudden becomes part of the, of the current, part of the connection. And when they get close, one guy told me that, that sometimes he tastes chocolate in his mouth when he gets close to it. It activates something in his brain. He said he has these funny tastes in his mouth because his brain, the electricity is playing with the neurological endings in his brain and activates different things inside of him. You have a sense that something's happening. There's something going on here that's bigger than me. I don't know what it is, but I have a sense. I have a yada that something's taking place. I have, I have this yada. I have this sense, this knowledge, this rep. I have been anointed to see. I've been anointed to perceive. And because I've been anointed to perceive, I'm sensing that something's happening. I have this sense that something's happening. Have you ever felt that? Have you ever, ever been in a service here and all of a sudden the presence of God gets so strong and you sense that something's going on bigger than you? There's sometimes I leave, I leave church and I'll tell people, I say, I don't really understand what happened there today, but I know something took place bigger than what we we're focusing on. Amen. There was some heavenly activity taking place that I didn't really, I, know I wasn't in on, but I sensed it. I had knowledge. It was revealed to me. I had the anointing to see or the anointing to perceive that something's up. Something's happening. Have you ever walked in a place and just the energy in a room, you felt it, you felt it, you sensed it, you felt like something's up something's happening that's why it's so powerful when you get a crowd in a room there's always energy when you get a crowd in the room you know why because the energy force from your heart can go out three to five feet away from your body it can be picked up the the energy in your heart the 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 neurological energy that has been produced in your heart can be felt three to five feet away from you and you get a whole bunch of people together where their their energy three to five feet of everybody and all of a sudden we start hooking up and we start becoming part of the current and part of the flow and all of a sudden you have this sense that something's happening something's powerful what is it we're hooking up we're becoming more powerful and more powerful and more powerful we started out with 120 and next thing you know we're functioning on, four, on, on 240 and then 40, 470 and we just and, and it just keeps getting more powerful and more powerful and we feel goosebumps why because there is power being produced that's why when we feel the presence of God we have goosebumps and we feel energy 
There's times that the presence of God, I'll just, I'll literally tingle all over, ever, all over my body. It's like I'm tingling and vibrating from the presence of God. What is that? It's energy. It's the focused energy of the power of God. And I sense something's happening. That's the yada. Now, there's another word, and again, this is my pronunciation, A-S-A-H. Obviously, that's Asa. Okay? Makes sense, doesn't it? Okay. So that's, how, that's what we'll go with. I didn't look these up. I didn't look pronunciation up. So it's Asa. It could be Asa. But A-S-A-H, the word Asa. You have Yada and Asa. Asa, I got this. Now listen. I found this reading a book called The New Era of Glory from Tim Sheets. Powerful book. And, and he began to talk about this, and it ignited in my heart, and I thought, God, he's talking about what I've been talking about. We know the Holy Spirit knows what's going on, and he's talking, 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 trying to get us to understand there's a sensing, there's, a, there's something happening. So Asa, what is Asa? Asa means to execute, to work, to create, to build or prepare. Asa describes the creative the creativity of God. It's God's creativity. Now, it's not just that, it's the creative it's the creativity of his ability. See if I can get this out. It's not his ability. It's the creative activity of his ability. See, we have the ability of God, but the ability of God isn't going to do us any good if creative activity is not put forth from that ability. We... We believe God's able, but we're missing the yada and the asa that causes us to do something about what we believe. And when we understand the asa, then we, we begin to realize we start preparing. Now listen to him. We start preparing for the activity that only God's ability can create for us. I'm going to say that again. We start preparing for the creative activity that only God's ability can create and make happen for us. We got to understand it's not, it's not just God you're able. It's God I know you're able. God, I anticipate you're going to do it. And I am, gonna pre I am preparing myself for the activity that begins to happen from your ability when I start believing you. Oh, hallelujah. 
See, we don't. We, we can't just we can't just say God's able. We can't just believe that God. We, God's awesome. He's all powerful. He's mighty. He's 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 all powerful. Now we've been talking about financial flow, and and this verse we read says, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, and you always have an all sufficiency in all things may abound unto every good work. And if we really believe that, we would start preparing. One thing, we would get our finances in order. Preacher, you're doing good. <laughs> if you really believe that God's able, if you really anticipate that he is, and if you really get involved in the activity of the creative ability, then you'll start preparing yourself to move forward in what you're believing God for. And you can't do that if you have chaotic bookkeeping and spending. Oh, boy. God, I believe you're able to do this, but if not, I'm going to get my credit card out. Come on, somebody. Oh, boy, I'm meddling, meddling, meddling now. Praise God. I'm glad I'm, I'm not, there's, there's no voting on me, okay? So you can't vote me out. I'm not running for office. See, if we actually believe, see, when I believe God's going to do something, I have to believe it. I have to pray. I have to anticipate. And then I have to start preparing for it. I have to prepare for God to do it. I have to make an availability. I have to get things in order so that I can go. Amen. If I believe that God's told me to go to Africa or, or India or Philippines or wherever God sent me, if I believe God's told me to go, then I have to sit that date on my calendar and nothing can touch that date. It's cleared. It's already applied. And then I have to start preparing myself for the journey and believe that God's going to get me there, that it's his will, that he's going to provide for me, and that he's able to do this. Amen. And so we have to get yourself ready. Amen. Praise God. I have to make the plans. I have to purchase the tickets. It start, you have to start planning. Why? Because I believe that there's an ability that's been given. I believe that there's a plan. And if I believe there's a plan, then my whole life begins to work with that plan. It's not just a, well, I hope it happens. I wish, I I wish you all had those little thumb drive things in your head where I could just plug. <laughs> we need to hook up to the Wi-Fi here. Come on, hook up with me. Got the Wi-Fi on. If we, if we understand the preparation that it takes for God's abilities to create, then we will begin to see the things that we believe we're to see God for. 
Amen. Jehoshaphat, in Second Chronicles chapter 20, Jehoshaphat, there was three armies that came against the children of God, against Jerusalem and all of Judah, and three armies came against him, and they went to the temple that had promise. They had the promises of God. They believed God was able because they had the history to believe God was able to protect them. They had the history. They had the testimony. They had the written word that says if they pray in this place, that God will hear them. So Jehoshaphat went to that place. He got himself in line with the promises. He got himself in line with the word. And he went there and he reminded God and declared, God, you're able to do this. Are you not the God of heaven? Are you not the God of all creation? Are you not our God? See, Jehoshaphat was making his declarations, and he was declaring what God could do, and that was great, and that was wonderful. But if that's where it stopped, they were dead. But they prayed until somebody got a word from heaven. And all of a sudden, somebody began to declare what God was saying, he said, he said, listen, you're not going to have to fight in this battle. I'm going to fight this battle for you. I'm going to back it up. And there we say, okay, God, you're able. Woo, I believe it. Yep, you're able. Amen. Praise God. Let's, 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 let's go. God's got it. That's where we get to a lot of times. We, we forfeit the miracle because we don't follow through to the victory. God said, I'm gonna, you're gonna, not going to have to fight in this battle. And then he said, in the morning, get up and go out against them. I thought we weren't going to have to fight in this battle. <laughs> we got to do something. Oh, man. You mean we got to get up and do something? Lexus? Is that her, is that her name? Alexa. Alexa, send somebody down there. Alexa, turn the lights on. Alexa, dim the lights. Alexa, turn the, st the stereo on. Alexa, turn certain so songs on. Alexa, would you just wash the dishes? There's a whole bunch of I don't know I don't know I don't know what all others are. Google has something. Anyway, we, we we've got to the point where we want to talk. We want to talk to our house, and it's supposed to do what we tell it to do. Alexa, turn on the shower to a certain degree. Now carry me in there. I mean, that's where we got into. And that kind of attitude has crept into the church where we want to say, hey God. Do this, and hey, God, do that, and hey, God, I overspent last month. I need a financial blessing, and God's saying, why don't you discipline yourself this month? Oh, this ain't popular preaching, is it? God says, I sent, I, I sent you provision, and you ate it. Oh, that was seed? I thought that was, I mean, food. 
See, we, we want God to do it. We believe God's able. And we want God to do it. But sometimes we've got to get up off our blessed assurance and do something. We've got to actually apply ourselves to the Word of God and to the vision God's given us and do something with what's burning. If you've got anticipation in your soul, it means you have to get up and begin to head toward what you're anticipating. Amen. Come on, somebody. Okay. Asa, believing Jehoshaphat, and the army of God, had to, they had to get up. God kept saying, he said, I'm going to fight this battle for you, but I need you to go down. I need, you to, I need you to go get up and go against them. And so the next morning they got up, and they all got together, conferred together, and they prepared and activated, and they put the singers out front because God said, you're not going to have fight in this battle. So they decided, hey, we're going to just worship God, and they put the singers out front singing, singing, God is worthy, God is merciful, God is good. And they went out singing into the battle and they marched forward. Every part of that was important. If they hadn't went forward worshiping God, the battle would not. Because when they started singing, when they started praising God, when they started heading toward what they believing God for, it says that God then sent an ambushment against the enemy. Sometimes we have to learn to stand up and say, okay, this is it. This is it. I'm heading toward the victory. Amen. And you got to go past disappointments. You got to go past obstacles. You got to go past voices. And you've got to go past the, the voices in your head, and you've got to prepare yourself, and you've got to head that direction, and you've got to know that God has said to do it. Amen. If God sends you somewhere, you've got, you got to get up and go there. Amen. Sometimes that is not comfortable. Sometimes it, it's, you really think it's strange. We was in Wisconsin one time, and I felt the Lord telling me to go to a certain church because they needed me to preach. <laughs> I didn't have an invitation. Nobody told me, asked me to come. I'm wearing you camera guys out, ain't I? <laughs> we, were up, we were up there, and we drove to this church that I knew about. I had never met the pastor never been to the church but I had an acquaintance that knew the church and knew the pastor and I felt in my heart that I was supposed to be there that night and that I was going to be preaching the word at that church that is on a Wednesday night and we show up and introduce ourselves to this guy and get to talking to this couple this young couple that pastored the church and as we're talking to him he said I had a travel trailer with me I mean here we come pulling in to the church parking lot in a travel trailer and we get out and introduce ourselves and I introduce myself we get to talking and this, this guy says I, I get I get this I get this feeling that I'm supposed to have you preach tonight I said okay he said let me pray about it a little bit he left pretty soon he come back and he said he said who are you 
I explained to him again. He said, okay. He said, just, just hang on. He said, come, come to church tonight. He said, I might have you preach tonight. I, I keep feeling like you're supposed to preach tonight. I said, okay. Okay. I mean, no skin off our back. We had our travel trailer with us. And so we show up for church that night, and I'm standing there. I'm ready. I'm prepared. I have a word. I've been sent. I know what my mission. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. And, and I'm standing there in the service just ready, prepared. I have done my part, and I've prepared. And this young guy gets up and begins to introduce me, and he says, for some reason, I don't know why, I'm going to have him preach tonight. I never said anything to him about I feel like I need to, I'm supposed to preach here tonight. Why? Because God said that's where he sent me, and I preached a word that night and then ended up spending several hours with the couple after church, walking them through some problems and helping them. God sent me there. He told me to go, but I had to get in my vehicle. I had to prepare my heart. I had to pray. I had to have a word ready, and I had to drive there and be ready for God's appointed time. Amen. If you don't prepare, if if you don't sit yourself in a place where you can be activated, you're never going to be activated. Amen. Sit yourself. Sit yourself. You got to position yourself for success or you're not going to get anything. We're trying to build, uh, finish a new church over in Rwanda. And we've, we've, we've gotten the roof on it. Thank God another church jumped in and put, and put the roof on it. Praise God for that. Hallelujah. And, and so, but we got windows and doors and, and all the regulations that they passed over there on us. And, and we got to put a cement floor in and tile. And we've got to put these metal windows and doors in. And we got all this stuff. going to be $1,200. And, and so uh, last week I said, one day, I was just, just going through the day, and I said, God, I need $1,200 for this, to finish this building in Rwanda, and God, I thank you for it. I receive it in Jesus' name. Lord, I put out my hand, and Father, whatever you want to install this week, I've got it. I've got my hand out. You put it in my hand, and I'm ready. Amen. We're ready to finish this thing. And I just that's just where I left it. And, and on Wednesday night, I felt this urge in my spirit to go to a certain church. And I, so I got ready and went there. I thought I was just going to be there to help, you know, minister to people, pray, whatever. And when I got there, the very first thing before the service started, a man walked up to me and he said, what do you need for your church? I said, uh, well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to finish a, a new church over in Rwanda. He said, what do you need? I said, uh, well, we're, we got to put windows and doors and everything. I'd never talked to this guy about anything. I mean, he, he approached me. I, I didn't even know he knew him. He didn't know. I don't know what, you know, I don't know what God did, but all I know is I heard, I went, I showed up, I positioned myself, and this man said, I'm going to write you a $500 check. 
for, that, for, for your need. And he said, I'll be mailing it to you. I said, hallelujah, great, praise God, bless you, brother. I didn't do anything. I didn't make it happen. He mailed the check. We got it in the bank. We're sending it over to Rwanda. Why? Because God had an installment. I believed I was anticipating, and I had to position myself and be in the right place at the right time to receive. Listen to me. You gotta, you, you've got to get a hold of this. We can't just sit around saying, God, you're awesome. You're able. I believe you're going to do this. You've got to get yourself ready and get positioned for the outpouring of the presence of God. Hallelujah. Asa. It's God's abilities, but it's talking about the activities. Not his abilities, but the activity of that ability. Now, there's some other words that, that was involved in this, and I couldn't pronounce them. But I, I wanted to... I wanted to, to those two words really stood out to me. But I want you to read what the whole thing means. It's, it's a statement. It's B-I-Y-N-A-H-E-T-H-Y-A-D-A-A-S-A-H. All right. I'm not going to try to pronounce all that. And this is what it means. The Holy Spirit is anointing God's people with intelligence and wisdom that reveals the proper time, the appropriate time, for an event to come into season. He is anointing us with perception to sense and distinguish the proper option so it can be executed to work perfectly as designed by heaven. He is preparing us appropriate. Uh, he is preparing us appropriately for the releasing of God's creative activities, so we can participate in a God happening on the earth. Hallelujah! See, we've been talking for a long time about God's going to do something. We've been talking about, oh, there's, there's a great move taking place. God's doing something. There's, oh, I, I feel it. I sense it. Boy, I sense it in the heavenlies. Matter of fact, lately I've been having to say, I've been having to tell myself, this is your reality. Move in your reality. <laughs> because I, I'm a visionary, so I, I, I'm, always, I'm always living in the vision. I'm always living in, in what's happening ahead and what's coming, and it, it makes me miserable. And, and so every once in a while I have to say, look, get in your reality because in your reality is where you do what it takes to get to your destination. And so I've been having to tell myself the last couple of weeks, Get in your reality. This is your reality. This is where you live. This is where you got to apply yourself. This is what you've got to do. But you, you know where you're going. You know what God's doing. You know the awesome things God wants to do. But you got to get in your reality and start positioning yourself. Because if we're not careful, we daydream about God's ability. But then we get heart sick because we don't see it happening. 
Why? Because we missed our appointment while we were daydreaming. We can't just daydream about it. We've got to appropriate. We've got to plan. I've heard, I've heard people say, and if you, if, if you do this, you have to pay tithes on the gross and not on the net. I've heard people say, man, if I, if I just think what I could do for the kingdom of God, if I could win, that, win the lottery and stuff like that, you ain't planning on winning the lottery because in order to win that, you need to go set up a trust fund, a double-blind trust fund so people can't track you down and kidnap your kids. You have no idea what you're asking for. If you was to win that, it would ruin your life if you don't prepare for it. So if you really believe something like that, it'll happen, you'd start the process of setting yourself up and preparing. I can see a lot of people running out to a lawyer tomorrow. <laughs> I need to <laughs> you understand what I'm talking about? Because a lot of people have done that. That's happened to them, and their life have been absolutely destroyed by it. Why? Because they were not prepared for what happened, and it destroyed them. I don't want to be like that with the kingdom of God. I don't want to be like that saying God's going to send a great move. God's going to send a great revival. God, God's outpouring. God's going to do this. God's going to do it. God's able, and he's going to do it. But if I don't get myself in the place where I can be activated and cooperate, Operate with the Holy Spirit where I have the insight and the understanding, the sense that something's going to happen, and I prepare myself for the activities, and I get in the activity of what God's doing, and I start cooperating with the activity of the ability. And when I cooperate with the activity of the ability, then I have positioned myself to see the abilities of God come into reality. And all of a sudden, what I dreamed of is now my reality. Amen. What I once saw far off, I'm now standing in. Oh, come on, somebody. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's not about just believing that God's able. That was just the first page of my notes. I'm closing. Praise God. Just prepare. I'm going to just close it. Prepare for the activity that only God's ability can create for you. Prepare for the activity that only God's ability can create for you. In life, we see this. If we don't, if we don't prepare for success, it doesn't come. If you don't position yourself for the accomplishment, it doesn't happen. It passes us by. And we dream of how it could have been instead of living in the reality of what we've been believing for. Hallelujah. I've got some big ideas. I can believe big. And yet Ephesians 3.20 said God can dream bigger. I can think pretty big. The Bible tells me that God can think bigger. <laughs> I've had Rwanda on my mind lately because we're building, trying to finish that church. Plus, I, I feel like we're supposed to go over there pretty soon. 
But I remember the battle it took to get there. I mean, I had to battle through that. I had all kinds of battles. I had all kinds of people telling me I was stupid and crazy and it can't be done. And, and I had all kinds of things come against me, financial things. It, it was just one thing after another. First time I tried to go, I, I, got, I got halfway there and ended up almost dying. I mean, how does that happen? Somehow got a strange bacteria in my body, that, in my bloodstream that, that tried to kill me. Ended up coming back home. And when I got home, there was, there, was, there was quite a few people that was very disappointed in me because I didn't get there. I, I, didn't get, I couldn't get there. I, and I'd spent the money and, to get there. But I ministered all over. I ministered the whole time, but I didn't get there. And, but I had to push through that. Why? Because if God's going to do, if, if I'm going to receive what God says, I'm going to have to keep positioning myself to get there. And we just kept positioning ourselves and kept positioning ourselves. We kept preparing ourselves. We didn't know what God was going to do. God just told me to go over there and buy land and build a church in Kigali City, the headquarters or the capital city. That's all I knew. I didn't know where the land was, didn't know how to buy it, didn't know anything. All I knew is God, God provided the money and told me to go. That's all I knew. So the second time that we prepared to go, we get the plane ticket. We're prepared. We're positioning ourselves to get there. We don't know anybody in Rwanda. We don't have any contacts in Rwanda. But I'm flying into a strange country to buy land in a place I don't know. I don't even know how they, I don't even know how to buy land over there. How's this going to happen? And then three weeks prior to time for us to go, or I guess six weeks, all of a sudden, my back went out. We call it going out. Anyway, I had, a, I, I, I suddenly had a, all kinds of ruptured disc in my back and bulging discs, and I couldn't, couldn't stand to walk. I couldn't get up. I couldn't do anything. And, and that went on for three weeks. I was, I was in the bed, not able to do anything. And, and my back was a mess from a degenerative disease that I'd had all my life. And the doctors told me that most of the discs in your back are already deteriorated. I seen on the x-ray, some, some of them was half gone. There was a piece over here, nothing over here. And, and my back had curves in it. And, and I'd suffered with back pain all my life and, and struggled with it. And, and down to three weeks before we're supposed to go to Rwanda. And again, it seems like I can't get there. I can't get it done. But you got to keep positioning yourself, position yourself, position yourself. And Sister Betty said, are we going to cancel it? I said, no. And it come down to a week before we were supposed to fly out. And I was in so much pain, I couldn't walk. I, could, I was in constant pain all the time, just couldn't stand it. And on a Wednesday, supposed to fly out the next Wednesday. On a Wednesday, Sister Betty walked back in to the bedroom where I was at in such pain I couldn't stand it struggling 
She said, I'm going to pray for you one more time. She laid her hands on me, prayed a prayer. And in an hour's time, I was on my feet, pain-free, pain-free. Went to the doctor, took x-rays of my back. My back is now perfect. No curves. All the discs are perfect in my back. I stood there looking at that x-ray just amazed. I said, that's, that's my x-ray, right? He said, yeah. Perfect. Every disc, perfect. We finally got there. Got a contact. Bought the land in two hours. It's supposed to take nine months. And we had the land purchased with the papers in our hands from the government in two hours' time. And they were dancing and singing about the miracle that took place. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, we bought it. That's what they, they finally said, you don't understand, Pastor. It doesn't happen that way. It takes up to nine months to get the papers from the government. And we got them in two hours. Position yourself. Prepare and position yourself. If you're believing God for something, you gotta, you got to every day say, God, get me in the position, get me in the place. I wish I could remember the prayer. There's a Hebrew prayer. that It's, it's that. Position me in the right place at the right time. Father, I thank you for this day. Father, I thank you for the word. And now, Lord God, I just pray that it activate in our spirits. Father, I pray that it just activate in our spirits. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you, God, for your ability. God, we believe in your ability. But Father, more than your ability, we believe in the activity the creative activity that's going on right now, that's taking place right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Stand with me today, if you would. Thank you, Father, for your glory. Thank you, Father, for your glory.